All right. Welcome back to our discipleship training. We've been, all right, we've been going through uh, the story of Abraham. And, you know, before we jump in, as always, we're going to say a little poem just to remind you of where we are. And that is the world of scripture. You know, it says, welcome to my world. A place where your natural eyes can't see, where your physical bodies can't be, where the last is first, the first is last, the end is told from the beginning. And when it appears as though one is losing, they're actually winning. Where trumpets are depicted as voices and the persecuted righteous don't complain, but actually rejoices. Here, swords are likened to the word, the demons are burned, the dead are yet alive, the living are actually dead, blood and flesh are even depicted as wine and bread. It's a place wherein the humble are depicted as poor, and the poorer one becomes, they're later found to be that much richer. I'm speaking of no other place in the awesome world of scripture. So please turn off your phones, perk up your ears, and get ready to listen. Rock Hockledesh is about to begin teaching. Hallelujah. All right. So <clears throat> we're going to start off this week with the birth of Isaac, you know. Uh, so we're going to talk about a man, Isaac, being born. Let me have my first reader read Genesis 21, 1 through 10, please. And Yahuwah visited Sarah as he had said, and Yahuwah did unto Sarah as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age, at the set time which Elohim had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son that was born unto him, whom Sarah bare to him, Isaac. And Abraham circumcised his son, Isaac, being eight days old, as Elohim had commanded him. And Abraham had an hundred, and Abraham was an hundred years old when his son Isaac was born unto him. And Sarah said, Elohim hath made me to laugh, so that all that hear will laugh with me. And she said, Who would have said unto Abraham that Sarah should have given children suck? For I have borne him a son in his old age. And the child grew and was weaned. And Abraham made a great feast the same day that Isaac was weaned. And Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, which she had borne unto Abraham, mocking. Wherefore she said unto Abraham, Cast out this bondwoman and her son, for the son of this bondwoman shall not be her heir with my son even with Isaac. Okay. All right. So verse one tells us Yahuwah visited Sarah as he has said. So he kept his word for she conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age. And so here it is. We, we see that this was um, a special kid, you know, for Sarah had long since been in menopause. You know, she was 90 years old when this happened, when she when she bared him son. You know, and you know, it says Abraham circumcised his son being eight years old. You know, and so eight is the number that speaks to new beginnings, right? You know, and truly Isaac was having a new beginning. 
you know, but I want you to just think about this and contrast it with when Ishmael was circumcised, you know, which was at the age of 13. So, you know, say lie on that, right? You know, Abraham was a hundred years old. You know, meaning he was he was full of Elohim. He was he was he was, a, he was complete. You know, um, you know, he was fully mature. You know, in 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 Elohim. Now, you know, the the ages are really interesting. There's a lot in there. Uh, I'm not gonna go into it. I was gonna go into it, but I'm not gonna go into it. Um, you know, but. It's some good stuff in there, you know. Uh, when when y'all gave the promise and the conception took place, Sarah was eighty nine years old. Selah. Abraham was ninety nine years old. That's nine to the nine, right? Selah. Ishmael was 13 years old when the promise came. Selah. <laughs> and then when Isaac was actually born, <clears throat> Abraham was 100 years old. Sarah was 19. And Ishmael was 14. That is saying so much. It's just like, you know. Um, well, that's how you're going to do it. Yeah, but say loud. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you know, just, just, you know, get you something to chase down, you know. All right, so um, here it is. Uh, it says that Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, which um, she had born unto Abraham, mocking. And she said unto Abraham, cast her out, her and her son. For the son of, of this bond woman should not be heir with my son. That's huge, right? In the scheme of things, that's huge. Remember that. That's huge. Let me have my next meter read. Um, uh, wait a minute, something not right. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, look the same. <laughs> Let me have a next reader read Genesis 22 1 through 8. That was 21, right? Yeah, <laughs> looked like it was saying the same, you know, the same thing, but okay. And it came to pass after these things that Elohim did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thy only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell of thee. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son laid the wood for the burnt offering, and rose up, and went unto the place of which Elohim had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. Abraham said unto his young men, 
Abide here with the donkey, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son. And he took the fire in his hands and the knife, and they went both. And they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father, and said, My father. And he said, Here I am, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, my son Elohim will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they met both of them together. Hallelujah. Okay. So Elohim did prove Abraham. After he had sent away Ishmael, all he had was Isaac, right? And then now y'all are saying, I want you to take thy son, thy only son, Isaac. Whom thou lovest, and get thee unto the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering. Um, I'm trying to remember what the land of Moriah means. Um, Moriah, Moriah, Moriah. Uh, it escapes me. Um, somebody with a strong look up Mariah. I, I forgot what it means. Uh, you know, whatever it means, Abraham had to take Isaac there, right? And he was the offering for a burn off. Now, a burnt offering was an offering that was wholly burnt. Mm -hmm. Not H-O-L-Y, but W-H-O-L-L-Y. Wholly mm -hmm. burnt, completely, 100%. Like most of, most of um, the sacrifices, you know, they... Yeah. Seen of Yah or chosen of Yah. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I like chosen of Yah. So we, it's seen of Yah or chosen of Yah. I'm going to choose chosen of Yah because Isaac was chosen of Yah, was he not? He was chosen of Yah to be this, <laughs> this sacrifice, you know, <laughs> you know, so, so yeah, you know, says, take now thy son, thine only son, Isaac, whom thou lovest and get thee to the land of the chosen of Yah. Hallelujah. And offer him there for a burnt offering. Now, a burnt offering was an offering that was completely burnt up, you know, upon the altar. Now, this wasn't, usually your offerings weren't completely burnt up. They were, they were, basically, they were, you know, parts of them was completely burnt, but the rest of it was cooked. It was barbecued. You know, people ate it. You know, they consumed it. You know, and so uh, the, the priest had some and the people had some and in some cases, even others had some, you know, but that's not the case with the burnt offering. The burnt offering is an offering that was completely consumed, you know, and what it typifies is someone um, who gives their whole life to Yah. 
and allow, allows him to completely consume them. Amen? You know, now, it says on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place of far off. So on the third day, he saw the land of the chosen. You know, and said, and Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son, and took the fire in his hand and a knife. And he took off, and Isaac spake. Isaac said, hey, dad. He said, yeah, yeah, son, I'm here. He said, well, I see the fire, I see the wood, but where's the lamp for a burnt offering? Something seems to be missing, you know, with this offering. You know, we gonna we gonna give an offering, but I don't see, you know, I don't see no 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 offering. And Abraham said, My son Elohim will provide Yahuwah Yahweh himself a lamb for a burnt offering. Well, just so happens that he provided Isaac. Did he not? Yeah. Because without Yah's help, Isaac would not have been here. You know, because a hundred-year-old man and a ninety-year-old woman was not about to uh, have no kids. You know, <laughs> but yeah, right. But yeah, hey. You know, so Abraham said, Elohim, he'll provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. Then we continue on verses nine through thirteen. My next reader, please. They came to the place which Elohim had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there, and he laid the wood before him, and bound Isaac his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand, and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of Yahuwah called unto him out of heaven, and said, Abram, Abram. And he said, Hear my And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad. Neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest Elohim, seeing that thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his, by his horns. And Abraham went, took the ram, and offered him up for a burnt offering in the steed of the son. All right. So I just found out about where the offering, where the offering was, didn't he? Mm -hmm. You know, turned out to be him. You know, nevertheless, you know, Yah was just testing. And he passed the test with flying colors. Yah says, for now I know that thou fearest Elohim, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son from me. You know, and that Abraham lifted up his eyes and he saw a ram caught in the thicket when he took the ram and offered him for a burnt offering instead of his son. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, so Isaac didn't, didn't have to die, right? Now, essentially, you know, what we've been going over is the story of Abraham, you know, and, you know, and, and that was it on the most in the most part you know um you know the story of abraham i want you to know and understand you know that this story of abraham we've been going over is actually a story about family 
that should be evident at this point, right? You know, the story of Abraham is a story about families. And that's important that you that you um that you see that because it's obvious as it is, a lot of people don't see that that's what it's about. You know, in fact, it's about the family of Elohim. Not just about anything. It's about the family of Elohim, my man. Mm -hmm. You know, <clears throat> and it's also about Elohim's plan of salvation. You know, so the story of Abraham is a story about family, about the family of Elohim, and it's about Elohim's plan of salvation. If you have eyes to see, you know. Um, so for those of you all who can't see that, we're going to try to pull the scales off today. You know, Abram, the story starts off with Abram, my man. You know, Abram, his name means the exalted father. Now, the exalted father, you know, can also speak, speak to um the exalted father or the heavenly father amen can anybody see that that's not a far stretch is it you know the exalted father the heavenly father you can clearly see that within that you know and then we have you know the story starts with Abram, but then Abram, you know um continues on and becomes abraham you know, now Abraham speaks to a father of many nations. And so here it is, we have the heavenly father and we have uh, who becomes a, the father of many nations. Now, within the story of Abraham, we have two wives, right? And these two wives speak to, there's Abram's wife, Hagar. And then there's Abraham's wife, Sarah. So we have two wives. Now, what's important to understand and re remember is that the Bible is allegorical. You know, it's allegorical. Even though it's historical is also allegorical. This is the, the magnificence and the miraculous aspect of the word of Elohim. You know, just one aspect of it in our actuality. It's not, you know, because it's, it's, it's so miraculous and so, so um, beautifully done, you know, but scripture is allegorical, you know, and so is the story of Abraham, you know, in that it, it's also a story of family and the family of Elohim specifically and how he is the, the um, heavenly father, you know, which becomes the father of many nations, you know, and he does so through two wives, you know. Now, knowing the scripture is allegorical, you know, we also are to understand that it's like when we look at scripture, it's like the container store. 
okay? It's like the container story. Each of the words that's in the Bible is a type of container. And those containers, those words or containers, you know, are beautiful in and of themselves and has this beautiful message to, to um, portray to us, you know, in and of themselves. But there are things that are even more precious within the containers or within the words. Amen. You know, so this is something that, you know, you have to keep in mind, you know, and especially if we're going to see the plan of salvation in the story of Abraham. You know, and so this is some of the stuff that we went over in the beginning of the um, discipleship course. I pray that you still, you know, remember this stuff, you know. The words of scripture are just spiritual containers. You know, that's all, that's all they are, you know. And, you know, as beautiful as the containers are, that which is within the containers are even more beautiful and more precious. You know, hence, you know, um, um, we're told that the two covenants of, uh, of scripture are likened unto the two wives of Abraham. You know, we're told this in Galatians 4.24, right? You know, it speaks of Abraham's two wives being two covenants, again, showing that scripture is truly allegorical and that the words are simply containers that contain other things. Everybody still with me? Well, I pray everybody still with me. You know, so... We're told in Galatians 4.24 that these two women represents the two covenants, you know? And so what Apostle Paul is doing for us is opening up the container to show us what's in it. And he shows us that these two covenants, you know, speak to the two wives of Abraham. Now, these two covenants will produce, these two covenants slash two wives will produce two sons for Abraham. You know, and so they will bring forth the two sons of Abraham. You know, Galatians 4, 22 and 23 says, for it is written that Abraham had two sons, the one by a bondmaid, the other by a free woman. But he who was of the bondwoman was born after the flesh, but he of the free woman was by promise. Now, he had two sons. Now, both of these sons were firstborn sons. They both was firstborn sons. And this is important, you know, to understand. You know, Ishmael was the firstborn son and Isaac was the firstborn son. They were both firstborn of their moms. Amen. You know, and of course, we're speaking about Isaac and Ishmael. These were these two sons. Genesis 16, 16. It says that Abram was fourscore and six years old when Hagar bare Ishmael to Abram. Four score is 80. You know, and, you know, um, 80. Yeah. Four score and six is 86, you know. Um, so 80, you know, eight speaks to new birth and new beginnings, you know. And then we have 
that eight times 10 and 10 speaks to the fullness of. So we're speaking about someone who is fully born again, you know, um, and six years old speaks to the number of man and the works of man, you know, so it was fully born again in the works of man, you know, when Hagar bare Ishmael to Aaron, you know, and so when you put all these things together, they make perfect sense, you know, say lie, you know, Galatians 4.23 says, but he who was of the bondwoman was born after the flesh. He who was of the bondwoman was born after the flesh. Why does it say that? How was he who was born of the bondwoman, Ishmael, how was he born after the flesh? It was a natural conception. Yes, it was a natural conception. You know, that's part of it. Because God didn't tell him to do it. That's the other part. Who told him? His wife. Absolutely. You know, now, and so this is what's being spoken of. Genesis 16, 2 through 6. My next reader, please. And Sarah said unto Abba, and Sarah said unto Abba, Behold now, Yahuwah hath restrained me from bed, and I pray thee, go in unto my maid. It may be that I may obtain children by her. Abba hearkened to the voice of Sarah, and Sarah's and Sarah, Abram's wife, took Hagar, the maid, the Egyptian, after Abram had dwelt ten years in the land of him, and gave her to her husband, Abram, to be his wife. And he went in unto Hagar, she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress was despised in her eyes. And Sarah said unto Abba, my wrong, my wrong be upon thee. I have given my name into thy bosom. And when she saw that she had conceived despite in her eyes, and who would judge between me and thee. But Abba said unto Sarah, Behold, thy, thy maid is in thy hand. Do to her as it is pleaseth. And when Sarah dwelt hardly with her, she fled from her faith. Hallelujah. Okay, so Galatians 4.23 says, but he who was other bond woman was born after the flesh. And we see here in, in Genesis 16.2 that it was Sarai said, that said, I pray thee, go into, unto my maid, and it may be that I may obtain children by her. You know, and Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, and Abram dwelt. 10 years in the land of Canaan and gave her to her husband, Abram, to be his wife. You know, now, uh, Sarah, I would have been 75 years old at this time. You know, it's a good chance, you know, that uh, she had entered into menopause. You think? Yeah. Yeah. You know, even if she was late, you know, 
there's a good chance she had entered into menopause. You know, so she probably figured she wasn't going to have any children. Not, not that way. But to her credit, she believed Yah that said that Abram was supposed to have a, a seed of his own loins. So she figured, hey, must be through my handmaid. Let me do it this way. That way I can still provide my husband with a uh, son, you know, because it's my handmaid, you know, I, and, and I can still have the joy of bringing up a child, you know. And so she got this bright idea to give Hagar, her handmaid, to Avram, to wife. And of course, that didn't work out too well, you know, and she realized that she was wrong. And so in verse five, we see, she says, my wrong be upon thee, Abraham. Yahuwah judged between me and thee. You know, yeah, I was wrong, but you knew I was wrong. You should have told me I was wrong. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, you the leader. Now she's now she going to take the back seat. But anyway, <laughs> you know, point being, it was totally other flesh. That was all other flesh, you know, rather than waiting on Yah. Amen. Can you see that? There's a lesson to be learned in that. You know, there's a there's a very there's a very uh, um, strong lesson to be learned in that. You know, and Hagar when she saw that she conceived, she was like, "Oh, there's something wrong with my mistress." You know, rather than thinking that it was Yah who who held her, her wound up, you know, she started thinking, you know, fleshly as well, oh, something wrong with her. You know, and so she began to despise her. You know, but Sarah got in her butt and, you know, and, uh, you know, yeah, didn't none of that go well. All that was bad because it was all of the flesh. Can you see that? You know, so... He who was other bond woman was born after the flesh. You can absolutely see, you know, how and, and why that occurred. Now, Galatians 4, 24 and 25 goes on to say, which things are an allegory. For these are the two covenants, you know. Again, they're just containers, you know, and it was containers for the two covenants. The one from Mount Sinai was ginger of the bondage is Hagar. For this Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia and answer to Jerusalem, which now is and is in bondage with her children. Who are we talking about? Physical Israel. They are likened unto whom? Ishmael, the son of Hagar, right? You know, we noticed because that's where the covenant occurred at was in Sinai, in Mount Sinai in Arabia. Let me have my next reader read Exodus 24, three through eight that gives us this account. And Moses came and told the people all the words of Yahuwah and all the judgments. And all the people answered with one voice and said, all the words which Yahuwah have said we will do. And Moses wrote all the words of Yahuwah and rose up early in the morning and built an altar under the hill in 12 pillars, according to the 12 tribes of Israel. And he sent young men of the children of Israel, which offered burnt offerings and sacrificed peace offerings 
of oxen unto the Yahuwah. And Moses took half of the blood and put it in baskets, and half of the blood he sprinkled on the altar. And he took the book of the covenant and read in the audience of the people, and they said, All that Yahuwah have said, we will do and be obedient. And Moses took the blood and sprinkled it on the people and said, Behold, the blood of the covenant which Yahuwah have made with you according all these words. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, so we see that this covenant that was made at Mount Sinai, it was, you know, with Israel, who was the firstborn, right? You know, he was firstborn son of, of the heavenly father, the exalted father, Abel, right? Everybody see that? And what else do we see? Yeah, but that's not what I'm looking for. Blood and what? Yeah, but what did the passage before this, what, what did it talk about? What type of covenant? Galatians 4.23. It was after the Can you not see that this covenant was after the flesh? You see the animals, you see the blood, flesh and blood. It was after the flesh. Can you see that? Yep. Right? All right. So that's important to recognize because, you know, you have to, you know, the parallel has to match, right? You know, now, now this is the covenant that came from Mount Sinai, which gender of to bondage, you know, and answer to Jerusalem which was during the time of Paul's writing and was in bondage with her children. They were in bondage to Rome. Amen? Amen. Anybody see that? Yep. So that's, that's important because that's, that's what that speaks to. Now, Genesis 21.2 says, For Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age and at the set time which Elohim has spoken to him. And so here it is, the other wife, which was spoken about concerning the other covenant, you know, uh, which was a covenant of promise, you know, Sarah did in fact conceive and bear, you know, and Galatians 4.23 tells us, you know, but the son from this one, he was of the free woman, he, he was of the free woman was by promise. So he was by promise. So the reason it says that is because the way he came about is found in Genesis 17, 15 through 19. My next reader, please. And Elohim said unto Abram, as for Sarai thy wife, thou shalt not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall her name be. And I will bless her and give her a son also of her. Yeah, I will bless her and, I, and she shall be a mother of nations, kings of people shall be of her. Then Abraham fell upon his face and laughed and said in his heart, shall a child be born unto him that is 
300 years old, inch house Sarah, that is 90, not 90 years old there. And Abraham said unto Elohim, oh, that Ishmael might live before thee. And Elohim says, Sarah, thy wife, shall bear thee a son indeed, and thou shalt call his name Isaac, and I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his seed after him. Hallelujah. Okay, so we see that this was truly a promise that was made to Abraham and, and Sarah, which came to pass, right? You know, so we see that this covenant was by promise. Very clear to see, right? You know, then Galatians uh, 426 through 31 says, but Jerusalem is above, but Jerusalem, which is above is free. You know, remember that Jerusalem that was during the time of, of uh, Apostle Paul, you know, was over um, that the first coming, you know, but the Jerusalem, which is above, which is New Jerusalem, is free, which is the mother of us all. For it is written, rejoice thou barren that bearest not, break forth and cry that thou travailest not, thou that travailest not, for the desolate have many more children than she which have a husband. Now we, brethren, as Isaac was, are the children of promise. So who are we likened unto? We are likened unto Isaac. We are the children of promise. The promise came to pass. Amen. Mm. You know, verse 29. But as then he that was born after the flesh persecuted him that was born after the Ruach, even so it is now. Mm. You know, and whenever we become as Isaac was, mm. Ishmael will be there to persecute us. <laughs> Verse 30, nevertheless, what say of scripture? Cast out the bondwoman and her son, for the son of the bondwoman shall not be heir with the son of the free woman. So then, brethren, we are not the children of the bondwoman, but of the free. Amen? Amen. You know, so everybody running around want to be Israel. But the children of promise are, are as Isaac. Amen? Isaac. Now we, brethren, as Isaac was, are we the children of promise. So those who follow Yahshua are actually Isaac. Everybody with me? Mm -hmm. I ain't losing nobody, did I? Mm -hmm. All right. Now, Hebrews 11, 8 through 10 says, by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should, should have to receive for inheritance, obey, and he went out not knowing whither he went. You know, now we're talking about Abraham, you know, back in the day, right? You know, and it says in verse 9, by faith, he sojourned in the land of promise. He was promised the land. Amen. You know, and natural Israel received that land, right? Mm -hmm. You know, but it goes on, it says, as in a strange, he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Yaakov, the heirs with him of the same promise. Now, check out the, another part of the promise. 
for he looks for a city which have foundations whose builder and maker is Elohim. This is our promised land. Mm -hmm. And it is of the same promise that was given to our father Abraham. Mm -hmm. Amen. You know, so where you have a bunch of people trying to get back over to Israel, natural Israel, over in the Middle East, those of us who are in Isaac are looking for a new Jerusalem. Yeah. One whose foundations, a city who have foundations and whose builder and maker is Elohim. Yeah. We read about it in Revelation. It's called New Jerusalem. My man. Yeah. You know, that's our promised land for the children of promise. For those who are likened unto Isaac. Amen. Genesis 22, 9 through 13. And they came to the place which Elohim had told them of. And Abraham built an altar there. Now, this, this is, we're back in the story of Abraham. And Abraham, you know, is going to sacrifice, you know, Isaac as he was told, right? And it says he came to the place which Elohim had told him of. This is in the land of Moriah, you know, the land of the chosen. Amen. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of Yahuwah called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here am I. He said, and he said, lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest Elohim, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, and behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horn. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. Now, What was Abraham intending Isaac to be when he put him on the altar? Say again. Sacrificial. Sacrificial. A sacrificial offering. Amen. This was the intent. Abraham, who is a type of the heavenly father, right? That becomes a father of many nations. Because the heavenly father, he would have a son, and then he would end up becoming a father of many nations. But he started with one. Anybody see that? You know, okay. Now, here it is. He goes up into the land of the chosen, and he takes Isaac. And he laid the wood in order, and he bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. You know, now we're like unto Isaac, right? So 
where we're supposed to be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, so Abraham was intending Isaac to be a sacrifice when he put him on the altar. If Abraham is a type of Elohim, what does he view Isaac that is us as? If Abraham is a type of Elohim, what does he view Isaac as? And a sacrifice. Right? So he views us as a sacrifice because we're like it to Isaac, right? Mm -hmm. Now, what did the ram cause Isaac to become? Saved. Spiritual. Strong. Saved. He did cause him to become saved. But what else did he cause him to become? Well, who else is Isaac likened unto? Yahushua, anyone else? Us. Us. Yahushua, us. Well, who is the ram likened unto? Now we, they both can't be Yahushua. You know, <laughs> both of them can't be Yahushua. You know, so. <laughs> you say the Father, you say Yahuwah, the Father. But what does the scripture say? It says, you know, what's John 3 16? What does that say? Who did? Yeah. Okay, so how is how is that gonna be him? Come on now, come on now. What did the ram cause Isaac to become? Well, if we can properly identify the ram, that would help. No, the ram is Yahushua. Yeah, but you also said, y'all said both of them was, I said they both can't be, you know, got to choose one. So Isaac represents us, but the ram represent Yahushua. That is not the, that's not the planet. What are you talking about? We the witness. No, we Isaac. <laughs> and Isaac is on the altar. So Isaac represents us, right? Oh. Scripture just told us that, right? So the ram have to represent Yahshua. Can you see that? Because Yahshua came to take our place. Amen? So what did the ram cause Isaac to become? This is so good. This is really good. Y'all gonna kick yourself when y'all when y'all hear the answer, but it's good. I pray y'all open somebody's eyes so that they can see it. 
Huh? Spirit to Israel? No. They're not Israel. They're who? Spiritual Isaac. They're Isaac. Spiritual Isaac. Spiritual people? No. That's not a, a who. That's a what? We looking for a who? Oh, actually, we're looking for what? What did the ram cause Isaac to become? But that's not it. You know. Okay, let's go back to the base. Isaac is is depicted uh, as what? Uh, the free one. Huh? The free one. The, the, uh, well, he, he will become free. But let's start. We're starting back at square one. Isaac is put on the altar as a what? A sacrifice. A sacrifice. Now. The ram, which is Yahshua, caused Isaac to become what? Saved. 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 Right. Saved from what? A free being, being, being sacrificed. Eternal. Being that holy burnt offering. Saved from death. Right? Yeah. Eternal. If you're not dead, you're what? Alive. Now you're alive, but you're what? A living sacrifice. A living sacrifice. Absolutely. <laughs> and this is why this is why my clicker not click. <laughs> what, oh, no wonder my clicker not click. This is why Romans 12, 1 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of Elohim, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice. If we are truly going to be as Isaac, then that means that we have to be upon the altar. We have to have the wood attached to us. And we have to be a sacrifice. See, but because Yahshua came to die for us, we don't have to die, but we still are that is that sacrifice. So we have to become a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto Elohim, which is your reasonable service. How do you do this? Verse two, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of Elohim. Can you see that? Can you see that Yahshua came to take our place on that altar? So those of us who was destined to die as a sacrifice can go on living as a sacrifice. Now, what do you think was going through Isaac's head when he was on that altar and the father had that knife above him? Oh, dad, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure that crossed his mind, you know. Yeah, he will be he was sure he was a goner, right? Yeah. He was sure he was dead. That's the mental connotation we're supposed to have as we walk through this walk we're supposed to have a walk as if we're already dead see this is why we're supposed to be in the world but not of the world 
This is why we read the Messiah saying, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. The wood is attached to his back when you carry in the cross. Just like Isaac on the altar. The cross is like also likened unto the altar. It's where you die at, right? Now, he tells us to go and follow him. This is also why we read in Colossians 3, 5, it says, Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, and ordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, or covetousness, which is idolatry. You know, this is why we're called to live a life of death. Because we're supposed to be living sacrifices. Can you see that? Yes, we cannot. You know, we're called to be living sacrifices. We're ever to be on the altar of Elohim, allowing his fire to consume our flesh. You know, we're always supposed to be in the act of dying, except for we don't die. Mm -hmm. This is what it means to be Isaac. And so within this, we can see within the story of Abraham, God's plan of salvation. Can you not? Oh, yeah. That's all I have for you today. Pray with oh, the blessing. Yeah. Oh, yeah.